G'day all. It's been a little bit since I've done a, a little intro like this separate to the actual podcast, but um, I thought I'd just quickly let you all know that during this episode, there's a little bit of lag, a little bit of delay in the voices between myself and Jacob. Um, it was hard to try and get good um, internet connection on, on Jacob's side. So we did our best, but it turned out pretty well. So I hope you all enjoy it. And here it is. Okay, welcome back everyone to the, I believe this is, oh gosh, the 17th or 18th episode of the EJ Sparks um, Conversation Podcast and I'm joined here by Jacob. Um, now Jacob, I actually came across earlier this year when I was listening to a different podcast um, from Alex Sandy Alice who works for... Um, Christian Woodford and um, and Christian is someone that I've always looked up to in the fitness industry and I actually see his physio um, Jordan Radliff and um, and yeah I absolutely loved everything that Jacob was doing and what he was you know um, his purpose and what his mission was in terms of um, the men's mental health and and that sort of space and and loved his story and thought I need to get him on the podcast and so I messaged him I think. I think it was pretty much straight after I listened to that episode and um and we connected then. And then funny enough, you you literally just messaged me the other day when I was gonna yeah. message you saying, you know, do you want to record a podcast? And um yeah. and here we are. So welcome, Jacob. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, um I like to start every episode off by asking you what your weirdest habit is. Can be anything from um, I don't know a little little niche little thing that you do in the mornings or you know something that annoys yeah, right. your, your girlfriend or your wife should i say um can be anything yeah wife. <laughs> um oh weirdest habit god i don't know if this is like a weird habit but um i have a i have a knack for not putting my shoes away um like i, I can't tell you how many times my wife's like tripped over my shoes but I just like especially in the caravan now I can't get away with it I can't like um like if I've just sat them off in the kitchen somewhere out of the way it's like if they're in yep. the kitchen it's like they're in the hallway now so yeah definitely yep. um yeah I don't put my shoes away very often so yeah <laughs> love that so good yeah. yeah and I think um yeah everyone has something that's you know unique to them or something that annoys someone else and you know, it just brings brings out the the light in people. I reckon. Um, yeah, no, awesome. Now, let's take a step back to when you were in high school. What say you know, year eleven, year twelve? What um, what did you dream of doing, or what what was you know your aspirations back then, or were you a bit lost in your journey? Um, yeah, it was interesting. Like in probably like year year 10 and 11 I was like dead set on being a builder like that was wow like, yeah it wouldn't pick it like <laughs> it was just like yeah that's Jeez. what I wanted to do went to you know did the whole trade school thing did building a trade school and all that and yep. I think from doing building a trade school made me realize how much I hated it um mm -hmm. for the for people that know me they would know that I if I was to hold a power tool in my hand I probably couldn't even tell them what the name of it was so um that was definitely not something that was probably going to work out for me in the long run if I had have pursued it. So, um, but yeah, yeah, in year 10, 11, it was definitely like, 
build up that was that was what i was going to be like mum and dad both worked in the in the building industry and it was just like yeah cool i'll yeah. follow that path like go into it as well and then i think throughout year 12 it was like oh cool like uh, i don't think i want to be a builder i think i want to do something more in the in the fitness industry so mm-hmm. definitely into into year 12 it was like yeah um you know whether it would have been going to uni or doing a PT course, it was sort of like that indecisiveness at the during year twelve, where I was like, I knew it was going to be in the fitness industry, but I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And I think that's the thing as well. Like when we're when we're going through high school, we, we tend to either you know go down the path of our parents or listen to our teachers and and sort mm-hmm. of you know, our teachers with great intentions try and sort of you know guide us in the best possible way Mm. but you know i i reckon that isn't sort of the the way it should be happening it should be you know there shouldn't be that pressure and and i was i was very lucky that i was very much a a strong-minded person and and always went against you know kind of what um what other people were saying and, and i was always an individual and you know knew what i wanted to do but um other people fall into that trap of you know talking to a to a mentor talking to someone and and then you know going down a path that they they don't like and and you know starting that way but you know in the end they realize i suppose that that's not for them and exactly. and change quickly so yeah yeah 100%. and so when you finished high school then um you're you know telling me before that you got into PTing and then yep. started um you know PTing and opening up your your own business eventually talk me through what happened yeah. there? Yeah, so um, straight out of high school, I basically um, took a gap year and started working. I was like a car detailer for like a year, getting paid. Yeah, getting paid like nothing to do a lot of work, which is I think is pretty typical in a gap year, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, um, it was so funny when you said like you know teachers tell you to go down a certain path and you kind of don't want to do it just because they're telling you to do it. Like um, when it came to like choosing my preferences for like uni and stuff, it was like, I was like, oh, I'll do exercise and sports lines. That'd be rad. And then talking to like my, uh, the careers teacher at my high school, they're like, oh, maybe we should put like primary teaching first just in case like you don't get into that. And then, you know, if you want to choose and blah, 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 you can you can make the decision then. And I was just like, I had no idea at the time. So I was just like, yeah, cool, whatever, like, you yeah. guys know best like whatever kind of thing and then um end up getting a high enough atar to get into exercise and sports science but got accepted into my first preference of primary school teaching so yeah when that happened i was like ah oh, don't yeah. want to do it so took a gap year oh i think at that moment i always knew i was never going to go to uni because i didn't want to go to uni to do primary school teaching i could have changed but obviously i could change courses but didn't didn't want to do that so yeah. Started car detailing and then um like a year after that started my uh set three and four in fitness. And then yeah, basically like started doing PT. Like it it took off pretty quickly. Um like I was heavily involved in like the footy club and the cricket club in town. So um you know, when the word got out that I was starting PT, clients sort of started rolling in like straight away and then um Amazing. Yeah, it was good. And then probably a year into uh, starting PT, hired a business coach. So he was like a he was a coach that sort of mastered in. He was probably the he's like the best in the country at mindset and human behaviour. So 
um, to work with him is like incredible. Um, his name's Tom Clark. And from there, like it was, it shot out of this world. Like I couldn't believe how well I was doing, right? And then, you know, I sat down with him and I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be able to like open my own space. Like um, I definitely want my own gym, my own facility and I'll, I'd do it this way. I want to do it exactly like this. And like, you know, I've seen so much yeah. crap already in the fitness industry and there's so much bullshit. And like, I just want to do it like this way and do it right and everything. And then, yeah, basically like worked my ass off for like, 18 months to, to get this um, gym open. Like, there was a period there when I was like, you know, I was doing like the, the classic PT thing. It was getting up at getting up at 4.30 in the morning and then going to the gym, training early clients. And then I picked up another job as, yeah. like, a, yeah. um, as like a laborer. And then I'd go to that job during the day and I'd finish there at like 3.30 and then I'd come back and train clients in the afternoon until like 8 or 8.30 at night. And then as well as that, cramming in footy training and then in cricket season doing cricket training and then playing a game on Saturdays. And then there'd be times where I'd, I work for like a catering company as well. There'd be times where I'd pick up shifts on like a Friday night or a Saturday night. And, you know, I'd wait or I'd work in the bar until like one or two in the yeah, morning sometimes. Yeah. So it was like, went hard at it because it was like, nah, this is what I want. This gym is 100% what I want. And then... Yeah, I opened the gym in 2017. So yeah, within two years, yeah, just around two years of starting out as a PT, I had my own facility. So yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and like were there times during that like, you know, two-year period where like I know you're, you're so set on that goal, but where, you know, things popped up in the road and you were, you know, um, had to rethink how you're doing it or or did you lose hope at any stage or were you just mm. so fixated and, and so driven to achieve that that nothing was going to get in your way? Yeah, I was like 100% in the headspace that like nothing would get in the way. I was like, yeah. this is who I am. I'm the guy. I'm telling everyone I'm the guy. Like everyone knows me as like this kid, this young kid who's opened up his own gym in Mafra and everything like that. And I'd put out to the world that this was going to be like the best gym that Mafra had ever seen. And I was all my marketing and everything like that was like, it's going to be this type of gym. We're going to have this type of equipment. It's going to be this, it's going to be this, and it's going to be all these great, incredible things. And then towards the end of 2016, I uh, went through like a relationship breakup and then like that hit me pretty hard. And then it was like, um, had like the the self-doubt creep in and like you know mm-hmm. like the the whole um low self-worth and didn't think that i was good enough and didn't think i was attractive yeah. enough and i was like well i'm probably never going to be able to get in another relationship because i'm i'm this and i'm shit and well i fucked this up and how can how am i supposed to like do this gym now and just dug myself the hole and then like a few days after that i found out that um, an equipment company that I'd ordered all this equipment through had gone under and I basically got told that I wasn't going to get any of my equipment that I'd already paid for, which sucked. I had like, uh, oh, yeah. like uh, one tenth of the equipment show up that I'd paid for and then got told that I wasn't going to get any more of it. So then I got into like the, because I put all this pressure on myself because I was so fixated on this thing and because I, you know, 
put out to the world that it was going to be this incredible gym and it was going to be this equipment and it was going to have this and then to sort of have it ripped out from underneath me and to just have this uncontrollable thing happen that I had no control over. It just, it just sort of happened. And I was so down about it. Like I was like, Oh, well, great. Like I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to live up to the expectations I put on myself. I'm not going to be able to live up to the standard I set myself and I'm not going to be able to live up to the person that everyone thinks that I should be. Everyone thinks that I'm going to be this incredible, yeah, incredible whiz kid who's opening his own gym and he's not going to be able to do it. And yeah, that sort of led to yeah, yeah exactly. Jeez. Yeah, it sort of led to me like sitting on the end of my bed with a resistance band and like wrapping it around my neck a few times and like just pulling it as like tight as I physically could and like I was pulling it so tight that it was like piercing the skin on my neck and like just I couldn't do it like I yeah I couldn't do it in the end which is yeah yeah which is lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Geez. And hearing, yeah, hearing those stories always, always sends a, a shiver down my spine. But like, what, um, what pulled you through and, and what, I suppose, got you out of that, that stage? Because I feel like for men in particular, we find it very hard to talk about our emotions and it's getting better. Um, Society is changing slowly, mm-hmm. but, you know, we, we definitely, have this stigma and, and this notion that we we have to be strong and have to keep pushing through even when you know shit hits the fan like what what kind of got you out of that that bad situation and and i know you went through a huge down spiral but um what brought you to then you know continuing on and, and eventually opening up your your gym yeah um look i'm gonna be honest like a lot of it was like i and, and especially like um initially like straight after it happened like um distracted myself with like work like it was like cool let's 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 distract myself from what just happened and go hard at getting the gym open let's do what you say you were going to do like let's go let's do it and then it was just like work 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 like go 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 hard for like and it worked like it it worked i didn't think about it and like the the results came from the work right like the the gym opened we had like 100 members in three weeks we hit 200 members six months after that like it was incredible it it took off and it was only because i like was distracting myself so much with all this work and then when it came time to like for me to realize that i was like oh wow i've actually got some shit going on that i probably need to deal with it was like i and this was only like maybe 18 months ago that I that I did this work when I revisited that time and I was like, well, you know, what actually what actually like got me through, like what actually got me through that moment and how did I how did I get past that moment in my life? And it was like I didn't have the strength to die. So I must have the strength to live. And then yep. from there it was like, well fuck, if I've got the strength to live, like how the how would I want to live my life? And it was like well, I'd be doing this and I'd be doing this and I'd be doing this. And it was just like, I started actually doing things that were, that were good for me. Not like instead of, you know, crushing it for 85 hours a week of work and just like making sure that I'm, you know, taking action on everything and just going hard and not giving any emotion to like anything. That was a moment where I was like, Oh wow. Like this is how powerful this stuff can be. Like I meditated and I like would, go for a walk by myself and just like 
gather my thoughts and I journal and like I started doing mm-hmm. yoga and like I practiced handstands and like just all of this different kind of stuff. Like I just, because I was like, well, wow, like I feel so good after doing this and like I'm learning so much more about myself and how I work. Why would oh, I want to yeah. stop doing this? Like, why would I want to stop doing this? Like I figured out how to make myself feel even better than what I was feeling. So those those sorts of things like the like taking my dog for a walk by myself and just like you know like you said like we talked about like just chuck a podcast in and you just walk and like you can just whatever podcast it is right and you just like think about stuff that you would never think about and it's like oh cool like why am i thinking about that oh it's probably because of this oh sweet done and then like you figure stuff out like so quickly so yeah that sort of stuff you do for sure yeah, and like it's interesting how you said that you were giving it all, like you're all in um in your fitness industry and like working eighty hours a week and but not probably looking after yourself so much. And what during that time were you still exercising yourself, or did you find that you lacked in that sort of area and lacked in you know your nutrition, or were you mm. still able to keep that up? Yeah, there was definitely like um fluctuations for sure, like especially yeah. you know when it was like go hard doing the work the the training backed off and then you work the late hours and it's like oh the food starts to back off a little bit and then you know you, you bring it back a little bit and then it drops off and you bring it back a little bit then it drops off and then yeah like it wasn't until that moment where i was like fuck i need to actually like nourish my body to so it can work at like a, a high level you know i can't just keep flogging myself into the ground and then you know, expect yep. that a large pizza every single night is going to give me the energy to like keep going the next day. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and something that I've really found coming into this year is to um, look after myself more because, well, I probably came to this realization in 2018 um, when I, I really burnt out because I was giving my all to um all the jobs because in my gap year i was i was working multiple jobs i was you know studying um or doing my my cert for in fitness i was being a swim teacher i was doing my air force cadets i was doing a lot of things and i was giving a lot to other people but not looking after myself and mm. i burnt out big time and then since then i've i've slowly been working on it but this year i really came in with the focus on if i look after myself first and I make sure that my health is in, in check and that, you know, I do the things I need to do to feel good, then I'm going to be better off um, in the long run because I'm going to be able to help more people because I'm physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually feeling better, you know. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's a classic thing. Like, you know, I, I see so many people out there not looking after themselves and just thrashing their bodies and just working long hours and going out on the weekends and partying and, you know, doing that, that on mm. repeat basically. Um, and a lot of, lot of guys doing that as well. And especially at uni, like I see, I see the cycles occurring and it's, it's just crazy, but like this, um, there's a whole nother world out there, isn't there? Like, you know, oh, this, yeah. this world of, getting to know yourself more is um is so so different and so mm. special as well isn't it yeah um for sure yeah and like when 
so sorry, going back a little bit, when you first like had that, um, I suppose, rock bottom or you, you hit rock bottom sort of thing, did you at that point seek help at all or did you feel um, like you couldn't seek help at all and that you had to keep, you know, continuing on and, and pushing on? Yeah. So, like, when it all, after it all happened, I, you know, they, they take you to hospital and they, they do the mental health assessment and, like, everything like that. And then, like, everything was all clear. Like, I was like, oh, this is such bullshit. Like, they're giving me a piece of paper to you know, tell me how depressed I am. And if I have these thoughts constantly out of 10, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. are you kidding? And then you have a couple of sessions with like a psychologist and then like it, I'm not going to say it didn't help because it did. Like it, it was good at the time. But at that moment, it was like, I did a lot of work with, um, with my coach as well. Like I did a lot of work with him on like, you know, uh, realizing what my true value was to like be here on this planet and like you know what i actually brought to Mm -hmm. the world not instead of thinking of all the negative stuff it was like cool what am i actually here to do and what am i here for and who am i here for and like why am i here and things like that so that stuff was like the stuff that helped me so much it was just like realizing who i am at the core and realizing like you know what i have to what i have to give to the world you know i'm not this not this guy who needs to you know sit in this rut for years and years and years it's like i've actually got all of this stuff to give like i've got all of this like love and knowledge and like support to give to all these guys i'm just not doing it so like yeah that was that was a massive help for sure and i think yeah it made me realize like no no yeah. how much of a gap there is there like with the with like the mental health system and like, I don't know what it is like for females. I don't know. Like but, but for men, it's like they, they give you a piece of paper to rate how depressed you are. It's like, wow. if that's a generic yeah. thing, if that's a generic thing that they're giving to everyone, it's like, how are they supposed to tell? Exactly. And I haven't been through that myself, but you know, from what I'm, I'm aware, like, they they do that and then they they put you on you know drugs or, or pharmaceutical yeah. medication yeah um like depending how bad you are and then send you on your way mm, and exactly. then you have this label above you saying you've got depression or you've got anxiety or you've got bipolar mm. and I almost like as I said I I can't speak from my own personal sort of things because I haven't been through it. But I almost feel like having that label then makes it worse because you're like, okay, this is who I am. This is defining you. And this is, you know, mm. um, you, you become very, I, I can sort of see it as you, you become very narrow-minded and, and you only see your future as that label. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people take on that as their identity, right? Like they're like, yeah. I am depressed. I I am I am anxious, you know, I am anxiety. And then all of their actions and their beliefs and their values and their environment replicates that because it, yeah. as soon as they identify as that thing, like if you, if you identify as like I am depressed, everything around you just wants to reaffirm that identity for you because you've labeled it as yourself, right? Like yeah. 
your environment will become depressed. Your values will become depressed. Your, your belief exactly. systems will be around depression. Your, the actions you take will all be depressed actions, right? Like as soon as you take on that identity of like, I am depressed, right. you know, you start moping around, the shoulders drop, your movements become a little bit slower. You don't go out anymore because, you know, you're this depressed person. Depressed people don't go out. So you're not allowed to do that. It's like, no. That is that is not what it is. That is absolutely not what it is. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and the drugs thing too. Like it's like my wife looked into this a lot, and it's it's so interesting to see how quickly they will jump to drugs as a cure. Like yeah, they're like, oh, you've got depression, cool, take these. Yeah. Oh, you feeling a bit anxious? Cool, take these. Yeah. Oh, you having it's, some some bad thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just take take the red pill or the blue pill. You know, like. Yeah. Exactly. And like, I mean, I I get that. Um, they probably need to be put into place, maybe to start with for for some people with the the more severe things. Um, and I know Christian Woodford has openly talked about this, how yeah. um how he's on it, and um. And that's gotten him to a good place and a good mental spot to then be able to start thinking of alternative methods, long-lasting, long-term methods. Exactly. Um, but the way that antidepressants is kind of described to us is that this is it, this is your long-term fix, you have to take these for the rest of your life. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, there's so so many flaws in it and, um, and it's a tough one and I feel like it is slowly shifting um and that sort of thing but you know it's um it's going to be a long long game a long battle isn't it yeah absolutely for sure and um and so what are you sort of doing now because i i know that you've swapped kind of careers you've you've gone out of the the fitness industry and and moved into a a different sort of space to try and bridge that gap so talk me through what you're sort of doing now and, and how that came to be yeah, so uh, earlier this year, I sold my gym. I, um, you know, like I said, I, I was a little bit, I was feeling a little bit trapped in there, feeling like, you know, it wasn't what I really was put on this planet to do and like what I, I had so much more to give and, you know, the, the kind of, it was like the four walls of the gym was sort of restricting me being able to like express and give yeah. all the stuff that I had to give. So came to the decision to sell the gym um, and ended up selling it to a guy who works there. My best mate, Jesse, shout out to him. He's an absolute legend. <laughs> like, um, sold it to him and everything just like worked out so well. It was like, I, I made the decision to, I was like, I thought about selling it and then thought about hiring a manager. And then if I hired a manager, I'd still be connected to the gym in a way. So it was like, cool. Like, yeah, selling it would definitely be an option. And then, you know, I was just having a chat with Jesse one day in the staff room and then, without him even knowing that I had made the decision to sell it, like I hadn't told anyone at this point. Um, he started talking to me about he, he had plans in the future to like open up his own facility and his own gym. And then it was just like, in my head, I'm like, you're kidding. Like this, this is insane. Yeah. Like a sign from like the universe or whatever. Like, And then I just said to him, I'm like, do you want this one? And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like if you want to buy this one, like I'll sell it to you if you want to buy it. And then, basically from there the decision had been made that I was going to sell it to him and then it was such a smooth process like it was like 
you know, it was like an internal sale. So it was just like, cool, it, it changed hands smoothly. And then um, that allowed me to sort of start working on, you know, what I, what I really wanted to do, which is to like, you know, help guys work through sort of the same stuff that I'd already gone through and, you know, uh, give them the, the tools and the, and the skills to get out of that sort of thing and you know, live, live a life full of confidence and live a life where they actually know what direction they're fucking going and, you know, live a life with, with purpose, I suppose you could say. Like, so that sort of led to, yeah, yeah, yeah the creation of um, the journey of strength, which is basically like uh, how I went from, yeah, like rock bottom to where I am now. It's like everything that I did is in this program. So um, this program is basically my life. So that's how I, it's my life from 2015 until now. So um, it's basically like, instead of just working on just the physical strength with guys, it's working on the mental strength and the emotional strength and the spiritual strength. Because, you know, when I was going through all the stuff that I went through, it wasn't the physical side of things that like, got me through it it was like how strong i was mentally and how you know strong i was emotionally and how strong i was spiritually that really got me through those bumps so yeah basically what i do yeah. now is i help guys go from you know the the rut to the low self-worth and the, the loud voices inside their head and not really knowing what the hell they're doing with their life and you know they might have gone through a shitty breakup that they still think about and you know they, they can't get into another relationship because they're always thinking of this and they think they're shit and they think they're not attractive enough mm -hmm. and whatever and it's like taking them from that to you know strong confident like being able to stand tall and know what the fuck you want kind of men so yeah and just helping them it's live amazing. a life yeah helping them live a life that they want to live and that they're happy with not something they have to think about you know oh is this really you know is this really who i am and what i want to do day in day out it's like i want guys to be able to just be like this is who i am and like this is what I'm about. So that's basically the whole program. Yeah. And I loved how you've based it around not just like the, the physical and the mental, but you've also brought into the, the idea of like emotional and spiritual because they're two sort of concepts that not a lot of people realize mm -hmm. are important and not a lot of people hear about because we always hear about you know, our physical strength and our mental strength, like mental strengths becoming yeah. more well known and and we're we're i suppose you know doing a lot more things to keep on top of our mental strength but the emotional and, and spiritual are you know extremely extremely important and and so different because like the mm. the spiritual is not like your, your head it's more well this is how i sort of see it. it's like your soul like what mm. what actually is deep down you know, and, and that sort of, you know, true passion and true purpose and those true um, um, states of being, I suppose. And then, you know, emotional is, is from the heart and, and how we how we see the world um, from those from those emotions. Uh, so I love, yeah. love how you brought that in. And, and how did you kind of, you know, come across those two concepts or, or you know, all those concepts? Yeah, like... Um with like um with my coach like we we did a lot of work around um the the emotional and the spiritual sort of stuff right um you know uh, having a strong mindset is absolutely key like mental strength is key like you said and, and physical strength is also key like we know how important exercise is for, for mental health but then you know what what happens with most guys and like definitely what was happening with me is like 
you know, I was losing control of my emotions from time to time. I was like, I was cracking tantrums like a little 12 year old boy. Yep. And like, you know, I was getting in fights with, you know, girlfriends and I was punching holes in the walls, like that sort of shit, yep. like stuff, stuff a little fucking boy does. Right. Like, yeah. And then I was like, cool. Like I really need to start being a little bit more stronger emotionally. Like, cause I don't want to be cracking tantrums like a little boy my whole life. Like I don't want to be 40 and cracking tantrums like a 12 year old boy. That's not what a man does. Like, definitely not what a man does. And then nah. with the with the spiritual side of things, like I love how you described it. And it's like from from my point of view, like through all the, the meditation and stuff that I've done and like I've done work where you you connect to like your higher self, right? And the the question's always like like in in this moment, like what would the highest version of yourself be doing? You know, what would, what would mm. the highest possible version of yourself be doing right now? And like, I ask this to my guys in the journey of strength. I'm like, cool, what would the highest version of yourself be doing right now? And then everything that they say, I'm like, cool, that's your task. That's what yep. you need to do. Like, let's become yeah, the definitely. highest version of yourself. So like, and just, just those two things, like just the work of, okay, cool. What does a boy do versus what does a man do? And then emotions, the emotional sort of stuff, like the cracking tantrums and punching holes in the walls and the losing your temper sort of stuff is always something that comes up. And then with the spiritual side of stuff, it's like, cool, like what's, what's the highest version of you doing? You know, what would the highest version of you be, you know, eating junk food and getting drunk every Friday and Saturday night? Mm-hmm. No? Cool. Like, okay, well, what would the highest version of yourself be doing? Oh, cool. They'd be exercising on a Friday night and, you know, having like one or two beers with your mates and having a conversation rather than bantering for four hours. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Like, let's do that. So, yeah. It's, Love that. It's interesting. Yeah. When you talk to like guys about the, the spiritual side of things, especially, it can, they, they see it as like this woo woo kind of thing. It's like, oh, yeah, like, don't want to talk about nah. that. But it's like, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be woo woo because it's, it's not. Like, it's just like, there's so many definitions of like what spirituality is and it's like it comes back to like you know it doesn't matter if you're religious or it doesn't matter if you believe in god or whether you're an atheist or whether you believe in some form of other being or whatever it's like there we we can probably all agree that there's definitely some sort of higher level of like consciousness out there right Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it whether you want to call Mm -hmm. it god or anything yeah but being able to connect to that is so fucking powerful. And if you're, if you're able to do that, if you're able to like ask that higher version of you or that higher level of consciousness questions, you will receive answers. So that level of spirituality is like insanely powerful. And like, personally, like I've done a lot of it, like in my journaling at the moment, like I will, have a conversation with myself i'll meditate and then i'll have a conversation with myself right so like on the paper i'm literally just like asking myself questions and then what whatever is coming to my mind i'm like writing the answer down and it's like sometimes i'll start writing a question and then like haven't even finished writing the question and the answer is already there so what if you can get to that level you yeah you'll be able to answer so many of your own questions bro so many it's amazing and like it's been mentioned a few times on on this podcast but like and i've done a lot of and i follow a lot of um i suppose leaders in this world um and they all talk about 
having a meditation practice or having a, a spiritual practice and um and you know like Blake La- um Blake last week mentioned that um Tim Ferriss did like the yeah. the research behind all the top performers in the world whether it be you know from business to like sporting to like musicians to whatever um and they all had some sort of spiritual practice or some sort of meditation practice and yeah. you you sort of start to realize that it's not this um woohoo eastern hippie kind of philosophy that yeah. you know um isn't for for us it's it's something that the whole world needs to be exposed to doesn't it yeah absolutely yeah 100 percent. and i think that's the the key as to why those top performers are top performers and what sets them apart to to the rest of the world and and I loved how you just mentioned about like having that high level of consciousness and that you know spirituality isn't um about necessarily believing in a god or believing in well sorry let me rephrase that it's um not sort of having one kind of thing it's it's mm. you know for everyone like you know you can have a, a different sort of belief or a different god but it's still a spiritual practice yeah absolutely yeah 100 percent. like yeah no matter no matter what it is if you if you have like one set thing you believe in whether it is god or you know whether you don't believe in anything or whatever you, you can't deny that there's that high level of consciousness yeah yeah 100%. yeah there is um, and like I've I've always believed that everything happens for a reason, and that you know there is something greater out there because you know there's been things in my life that have resulted in other things or you know um, have led me down a different track for the better and and you know it's always made me wonder that there's got to be something something else something higher than myself Absolutely. and and yeah I uh, I believe that you know meditation or some sort of practice like that taps us into that yeah. high level of consciousness. Absolutely. So um, what sort of, I suppose, um, talk me through the, the spiritual practice or the things that you do on a regular basis to tap into that, um, that spiritual side and that, you know, emotional side. Yeah. So, um, the, I meditate every day. So meditation is yep. definitely like a staple and journaling as well. So meditation and journaling is like two things that I do every single day. Um, I've done some Wim Hof breathing before as well. Um, Amazing. Yeah, yep, same really here. cool, right? Yeah. And um, yep. the cold, cold showers, like the, the yeah, cold shower stuff is insane. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Challenging at first, but worth it, right? like 100 so good yeah. yeah um and as well as that like walking and just like exercise right like uh, mm. not so much a, i suppose it's not a, not a spiritual practice but it's more like a mindfulness practice i suppose but um yeah like like those things all in combination like the the meditation the journaling some form of breathing and some form of exercise i think is a really really good habit to build especially if you want to like get into like more mindfulness and you know actually build a build a build a spiritual practice as a habit doing those things like they go hand in hand with each other really like um my morning is like meditation straight into journaling and then like 
exercise. Like that's that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. That's, that's the thing now. It's like a non-negotiable. Yeah. Exactly. And what sort of meditation practice do you do? Do you do a guided one, or do you um, have you yeah. learnt a, a meditation practice? Yeah. So I started using Headspace ages ago. Like that was the yeah. first app that I used, and then. I moved into an app called Smiling Mind, which is, they were both like guided meditations, right? Yep, really cool. Um, And now I do like a mantra-based meditation. So I use uh, One Giant Mind. I use that app and it's sick. Like it's so good. If you you want to learn like, I would highly recommend mantra-based meditation because, you know, with, with guided meditations, mm-hmm. it's like they speak, Definitely. you know, you'll do a 15-minute meditation, but they speak for like uh, five minutes at the start and then they speak for five minutes at the end. So you're not getting that longer period of like, um, you know, to just uh, dive deep into like stillness. your thoughts and like breathe. Yeah, stillness, right? So with the with the One Giant Mind stuff, with the mantra-based one, it's like you're getting a longer period of time to um to be still right and in and eventually you won't even need to use the app you can just put on yeah. your own music or you can sit outside in silence and it's just like you get into the mantra and then like that's it you're done you don't need to use the app so yeah i use one giant mind at the moment which is really cool yeah amazing and then from that your journaling like how do you mm-hmm. sort of um because i know when i first started journaling, i was like how do i journal like what do i do in my journal like what do i write like yeah. how, how do you sort of you yeah, know, do yeah. that do you literally you know mm. write down do you have like a gratitude list or do you have set questions you answer or do you just write mm. what your mind speaks yeah when i when i started i was the same i was like journaling like like what yeah. like what teenage girls do it's like dear diary blah 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 it's like i'm not doing that shit but then like uh, journaling is not that it's 100% not that um when I first started I would literally just write down three things that I was grateful for every day like that's, yep. that's exactly how I started it was simple it was like I just write dot 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 and then write three things that I was grateful for and then mm-hmm. that sort of eventuates into um mind dumping every day like after a meditation I'd meditate and then I'd just like put everything on a page like whatever thoughts I had like any thoughts I had during the day or whatever, I would just like write it down on the page and I would just keep writing until all the thoughts were out. And then I'd write down what I was grateful for. And then that sort of like um, flowed into what I do now where it's like I will meditate and then I go straight onto the page and I'm like asking myself questions about what happened in that meditation. And I'm like asking the higher version of myself. I'm having a conversation with that guy about yeah. you know what I thought about and it's stuff like um you know uh I spoke about this to my guys in my uh coaching group it was just like I did a meditation where I was thinking about this and this and then I got onto my journal and I was like cool how can I serve you how can I serve my guys even more and it was like cool I need to do this and then it was like well, why aren't you doing that now like the highest version of myself is a little bit like um can be a little bit hard on me right it's like gets a bit um it's a bit of a smart ass it's like well why aren't you doing that now and i'm like yeah fuck, my memory actually start doing that like it's just it, it's a conversation there's no um exactly yeah there's no structure to it i suppose there's no the only structure is that 
it's a conversation and like whatever comes to my mind, that's what I'm writing down. You know, there's been times where I'll meditate and nothing happened. I got distracted in the meditation. I'll try and get back into it and then I didn't quite get back into it. And then I'll go to my journal. I'm just like, I can't think of anything to ask you. And it's like, why not? I kept getting distracted. What was distracting you? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was this. Why is that a distraction for you? And then it's just a conversation about that. So yeah, it just flows on. Yeah, and then it just flows on. And it's just like, yeah, I feel shit about it. And it's just like, well, why do you feel shit? And it's like this. Well, what will make you feel good? This. Well, why don't you go and do that? Like that's that's literally what happens. It happens so often where I like won't have anything, and I'm just like, I don't know what to write. It's like, cool. Well, how do you want to feel today? Well, I want to feel indomitable. Cool. What makes you feel indomitable? And then it's like, boom, do that. So there's so like there's so many you get so many answers from it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's answered a lot of my my little questions that I was going to ask. Like you know, because there's so many, I suppose, men out there that aren't doing this sort of stuff, and mm. you know, it's because we we see it as as you know something that yeah as you said females do or you know that hippies do or whatever and and or we don't know where to start and i think you know you breaking it down there um offers a really clear sort of pathway because you know that's how i started as well i started meditating through a guided meditation and i i remember the first time i started my guided meditation like i'd done it in 20, 2016 for a little bit and then sort of stopped. And then mm-hmm. last year I started again and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it every day for, you know, the entire year. And I um, I only started off with like five minutes and that was it. And then it just slowly built up, built up, built up to like, you know, 10 minutes. And then towards the end of the year it was 20 minutes. And now, you know, I've gone to that more mantra-based and I've actually, you know, gone through a course and, and learnt, you know, the, the benefits and the, the research behind meditation. And mm. and then it's kind of like I've, I've dug myself deeper into that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and I think starting simple and, and just starting and just doing it mm. is the way to sort of do it. Yeah. One and the way to go. Yeah. Like there's, there's still days where I'll get into a meditation and I'm like, this is not happening today. Yeah, it sucks. Fuck, I'm not going to be able to get through this. But I, I'll still sit there and do it. Even if I sit yeah. there, it's like, even if I come out of it and I open my eyes, I'm just like, ah. But like the thing is, like if you get into a meditation, even if it's five minutes, you, you close your eyes and, you know, you, you take a few big deep breaths and then you get into it and then you start thinking like, oh, I'm pretty sure I have this training coming up on this day. Yeah, I'm squatting on Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be sick. Oh, fuck. What was I doing? Oh, yeah, I was meditating. Like the, the, and like my coach said this, like Tom said this to me only like the other day. It's like the, one of the huge keys in like meditation is like, if you come out of it like that and you get distracted and your train of thought goes away, like the idea of meditation is being aware enough, aware enough that you're doing that and then being able to come back. Like that is exactly what meditation is all about. So, and I know I've spoken to guys about this a lot, right? Like they're like, oh, I can't meditate. I I just can't get into it. My mind is just, I have so many thoughts going in my head. It's like, yeah, cool. It's like, awesome. And, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, I can't do it because I've got all these thoughts. It's like, good. I'm glad you know. Like, this is you telling me that you know you have these thoughts. So once you know that you have these thoughts, 
then all you need to do is just like take a big deep breath and like get back into the meditation. So there's like so many guys see yeah. like, you know, if they haven't all these thoughts and these distractions, they're like, oh no, I'm done. I can't do it. It's, it's too hard or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not built for meditation or whatever the hell the excuse is. It's like, no, mm-hmm. the reason that you know that those thoughts are there is because you're getting better at the meditation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, no, that's incredible. And, and so what do you sort of, um, I want to try and get a little, like, I suppose, practical advice for, um, men and, and, you know, females out there, um, for this period of time, what are you sort of saying to your, your clients or your, your group on what they should be doing Mm. in this time where we can't do much at all, where we're sort of, you know, locked up at home or, or, um, yeah, we're, we're sort of stuck in this sort of rut. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like the the biggest thing right now for everyone is like preserve your mental state. One hundred percent preserve your mental state. Like, and like especially for men, right? Like, um, there's a lot of guys, maybe a lot of females as well. I don't know. There, there's a lot of guys out there who live by themselves. You know, they they live alone or they live with another yeah. guy mate or whatever. And now all of a sudden they're having to spend a lot more time at home with their thoughts. You know, they yeah. haven't got the, the banter of the work site or, you know, of the, their mates at work to distract them. It's just like, it's just them at home with their thoughts. No other mm-hmm. problem. So, like, take care of your mental state during this time. Like, yeah. find find some sort of mindfulness practice, whether it's a meditation or journaling or Wim Hof breathing or, you know, um, uh, exercise right any any sort of mindfulness practice is going to be so damn beneficial during this time for sure. mm-hmm. and i think trying to do it every day and trying to build a routine out of it is so important because mm. you know we can think that you know oh um this this is what we should be doing and, and we try you know a, a day here or there and don't really see the, the full benefits out of it and we're like nah that's that's not for me but like actually mm. sticking to that and and building it into a routine is so important um yeah, absolutely because that's that's where we see those benefits yeah 100 percent. i think doing um and especially if you want to build it as a habit that you do every day like um i read this book uh atomic habits i'm currently yeah. like i'm reading at the moment right um and like the only reason I'm saying this is probably because I'm reading the book. Uh, I didn't know this before. It was like if you if you want to build a good habit, like if you want to start building a good habit, like find something that you already do automatically that that you love doing, right? Whether it's like mm-hmm. you feel good after you get out of the shower, or you feel good after you change out of your work clothes, or you feel good after you sit in a certain spot on the couch when you get home from work, or whatever it might be. Find that and then start the habit that you want to build as soon as you get there, as soon as you're in that moment. So. You know, if you, when you wake up in the morning, yeah. you know, some people wake up in the morning and not, like they'll meditate straight away, but they wake up and they're like, oh, like I can't be bothered getting out of bed. That is not the time to start building a good habit. Like get out of no. bed, have a glass of water or, um, you know, stretch or do some push-ups or like have yeah. a coffee or like whatever it might be, make yourself feel good and then start the habit. Because yeah, once you do exactly. it after that, it's just going to be like, Oh, I feel good after doing that. And then your routine is now get out of bed, coffee, meditate, or get out of bed, stretch, meditate, or whatever, whatever the yeah. hell it is. And then on top of that as well, 
Um, I haven't read Atomic Habits, but I've read a few other books and listened to a few other things around habit building. And it's like, you know, once we we nail that um, that habit or that routine, is then rewarding yourself straight after. So it might be, you know, yeah. we um, we get up and and we stretch, and we're, we've always stretched, and then you know. Our, our next habits like meditate after we meditate then we reward ourselves with a cup of coffee or with a good breakfast exactly. or with yeah. you know flicking through social media or something like that yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent agree um no that's amazing and um i suppose we probably we, we could talk forever here i reckon <laughs> yeah um but we probably should wrap them up because I, I think my podcasts uh, are getting all my episodes are getting longer and longer yeah um, that's all right um i want to ask you a few final questions um so i always love to try and find out like what inspires you or what um i suppose what your who who you look up to i I guess so if you were to um sit down and, and have coffee with anyone in the world whether that be you know someone famous infamous you know ordinary extraordinary whatever it may be dead or alive who would it be yeah. and why? Um, I said this in an Instagram live not long ago, and I am going to stick by it, and that's Elon Musk. Because the guy yeah. is like, that guy's not from planet Earth. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but you look at him, you hear him speak, and it's like he's got something else going on inside his head, and it's not human. Like, yeah, to, to just even have yeah. half an hour with him to have coffee and just like pick his brain, I think my brain would probably explode. Like, but it would be, oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot to Definitely. learn from that guy. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Mm-hmm. And what question would you ask him if you asked him any question? Um, prove to me that you're human. Nah, um, actually, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> um, God, what question would I ask him? I think I'd be like, I'd really be intrigued about um, like his his day-to-day life, like, like run me through your typical yeah. day. Because, um, you know, I've read so much about him. It's just like there, there, there'd be times where he's like working on something and he won't sleep for like four days. Yeah. He just goes. He just he wants to do it. And then, you know, there'd be times where he won't actually go to his home for like months. He just stays at like his office or his factory and just works, right? So it'd be really cool to just know what like his his typical day is like and like what he eats and like what he does. Because yeah, that guy would definitely have some form of like mindfulness practice for sure. Like he'd have hundred percent. Like he'd have to, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got like this chamber that he goes into and takes his exoskeleton off and he becomes his true form and then he meditates. <laughs> there. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to know what like his day to day life's like. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. No, I love that. Um, and if you were to give any advice to your 18-year-old self, what advice would that be? Ooh, okay. Jeez, I reckon it would be trust. Just trust. Yeah. Yeah, be like 
trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, trust, trust, trust everything. It's going on, yeah. Just trust it. It's, it's going to work out. Trust it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's, yeah, so true. So mm. true. Yeah. Nah, amazing. And my final question, mate, to wrap up is what sparks you now? What gets you out of bed every morning now? Oh, mate, just like thinking about like how, well, thinking about how grateful I am for like this world we live in right now, for one. And mm-hmm. the other is like, uh, I'm on earth now to do it. This is my job. I'm on earth to do this job now. Like if I don't get out of bed, like who's going to get out of bed and do it? So like yeah. I'm, I'm here to, you know, help guys become men. I'm, help here. I'm here to help men become better. And there's probably other guys out there doing that. But it's like, cool, if I'm not going to do my job, then who's going to do my job? So. That's definitely something amazing every day. Amazing, mate. Such a pleasure to have you on. And um, I really do commend you for the work that you're doing in in this sort of space and um, and you're, you know, pushing the boundaries and, and doing some awesome stuff. So well done, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. And there you have it, folks. I can confirm that was episode 18. So... 18 weeks, 18 episodes I've, um, I've been doing for this EJ Sparks Conversation podcast and boy, has it been an awesome, awesome journey. I'm almost up to, um, up to 20 episodes and that's going to be a little milestone for me and I've got a, an exciting um, episode for that one planned, um, so I hope you all enjoy it. But yeah, this week's episode, what a, what a ripper one it was, hey? Having Jacob on was just absolutely fantastic because he gave a lot of insight into his journey um, and how his journey is much like a lot of other males' journeys, how they are very involved in a football club, how they you know, perceive their identity, perceive their strength, perceive their, I suppose, you know, position in the world. And, and I'm the same. Um, I've been very lucky, though, that I've been brought up in a, in a sort of different environment and and have had some other thing other influences on me but you know Jacob's journey is is very much one that a lot of males can probably relate to and, and I hope that um, some people get something out of this episode because it was a definitely a powerful one and and Jacob is a, a testament to what you can achieve when you put your mind to it like he's gone from being a, a PT, for two years um, in his like after his gap year to then opening up his business and I'm assuming I'm, I'm I don't know his actual age but I'm assuming he would have opened up his business at what about 21 his gym had that for five years so about 24 25 he may be um, I probably should confirm his age but that's all right and he's already done so much and that's because he's had the drive and found a, a purpose and you know, his, his purpose has changed as well over time, which is just incredible that, you know, we, we may think that this is the direction we, we need to go in and that this is our purpose, but then life throws another curveball and goes, no, actually, you need to go in this direction. You, you're better off in this direction. And that's kind of what's happened to me as well. Like I was so fixated on joining the Air Force and that was my dream. And you'll probably find out 
about this a little bit more um, in episode 20, but like that was my absolute dream. And then that was, that was shattered and, and I couldn't join the Air Force. And so I had to quickly change pathways. And now I'm on this path to becoming a teacher, to becoming an educator, to becoming someone that can have an impact on the, the next generation of young people coming through. And so it just goes to show that anything's possible and what you're, what you're currently in right now doesn't define you. You know, um, you, can, you can make it define you, but you can also change it. And change is definitely possible and it's definitely necessary for, you know, a healthy, healthy career because once we start to grow and learn, then we're, we're, sto- um, we're stopless. No, <laughs> we're, um, we're unstoppable. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, that was my little little rant. Um, this week's three key takeaways was um, was pretty pretty powerful. So my first one was around this idea of masculinity, around strength, around physical fitness, and how a lot of men perceive their health, their themselves, like they, they define themselves by how physically fit they are and how much they can lift and how much they can keep going. And it it isn't that way inclined and there's so many other other layers and you know the, the four layers we spoke about today was our, our physical fitness, which we all know about, our mental fitness, which you know people are becoming a lot more aware of nowadays because with a strong mind, we're physically strong and vice versa. When physically strong, we're, we're mentally strong. But then there's these other two ones that not many people know about and it's only through my own research and my, through my own reading that I've come across these two terms and it's like our emotional intelligence and our spiritual intelligence or our spiritual strength and emotional strength. Okay, And they are powerful. Once you, as Jacob was saying, you know, he would um would throw tantrums or, you know, was not in control of his emotions and he was like a, a young boy and he would just snap. And so being able to control that, being in control of your own emotions and, and knowing when you feel bad and when to take a breather and take a step back is so, so important in not only your job, not only looking after yourself, but in, in a lot of relationships, okay? So that's something to think about in that spiritual thing as well. It's not just defined by a, a certain religion. Like, you know, you don't have to be Buddhist or Christian or um, Hindu or whatever it may be, okay? Spirituality is a thing that, or a concept that encompasses everyone. And this is what I'm learning through my meditation as well, is that we all have it. Um, and spirituality is our soul. It's, it's our greater self, our inherent self, our true selves, our pure consciousness. Okay. It's, it's not um, some woohoo kind of myth thing that we see in movies. It's true. And so many people have in the world, so many people have actually proven that this is true, not only um, in their own lives, but it's been scientifically proven. And, and that's what a lot of um, research papers is coming out about is the power of meditation and tapping into our pure consciousness and our, our true selves. Okay. And it may seem scary to start with, but once you 
can unlock those two strengths, our, our spiritual and emotional strength, then holy dooly, you are unstoppable. Um, and so I really am trying to spread the word about that because I've, I wouldn't say have fully unlocked it, but I'm, I'm learning more and more about it each day. And I don't want to say I've, I have ever fully unlocked it because I want to constantly learn about this sort of, um, this sort of stuff. So, you know, this is really, really important is the being in touch with our emotions and that true self, our fi- defining our, ourselves and, and finding our purpose. Okay. My second key takeaway from, um, oh, and going back to that, you know, Jacob was saying that, you know, he was very physically strong and, and you know, very mentally strong because he was driven with his business. But it wasn't until he started tapping into his emotional strength and his spiritual strength that he saw leaps and bounds and he did that through the help of his coach. So that's a testament to the power of our emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence. Uh, my second key takeaway take was what Jacob sort of said at the end there about what we should be doing um, in this period of time and that's you know preserving our mental health and whether that be trying something new, trying you know meditation, journaling, going for a walk by ourselves. We are now in a time where we are locked up, you know, yes, the, the laws are relaxing a, a little bit, but I can sort of see those coming back in just as hard, if not a lot, um, lot stricter in the coming months. So, you know, actually being with ourselves and, and getting used to being alone is so important, but like in a, in a good way by getting to know ourselves better through trying meditation, through trying journaling. And, and in the podcast, Jacob talks about some ways that we can simply start that, whether it be just listening to a five-minute um, five guided meditation or whether it be just writing down three things you're really grateful for that day, okay? And once you start, you're going to end up like myself and you're going to dig deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole because you become more and more intrigued because you're seeing the benefits to these sort of things now those benefits don't come instantly and that's that's what i spoke about in episode 16 with tom is that we live in a world where we expect things to happen instantly and and they don't so sticking at them is so important and that's why my third key takeaway is actually around how to install a habit and i think genoa in episode 12 or one of my episodes, Genoa Van Kuckenberg talked about how to install meditation into our routine and, and it's been brought back up by, um, by Jacob and it's something that I'm reading about as well in, in the book, um, The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Highly, highly recommend it. And also Atomic Habits, which is what Jacob's reading and that's probably going to be one of my next books to read, but is actually to install a habit. So whether we want to install... Um, journaling or meditation or even stretching or exercise or something like that, we try and do it at the back end of a, a habit that's already automatic. So whether that be brushing our teeth, okay, or whether that be sitting down having dinner, whether that be finishing the dishes, whether that be, I don't know, having our morning coffee, okay, something that's already automatic that we always do every single day is when we do our, our new habit, we do it straight after. So for instance, if we get up and have a shower in the morning, 
okay, straight after our shower, we meditate or we journal or we exercise or we try something new, okay, and we do it straight away after that, um, that habit, okay, and you keep trying to do that and note that habit installation is, um, is very hard to start with. It's messy in the middle, but once you get to, I think the, the proven thing is about 46, 44 days, okay? Once you get to that, it becomes a little bit easier and it, you start installing it at 66 days, then you've got that habit installed, okay? That's, that's all now automatic. So that's something to think about is that um, it takes almost two months to install a habit um, and to help along with that process is to actually reward yourself. So by actually, whether it be we get up in the morning, we have our shower, we get in and we meditate straight away and that's our new habit installation and then we reward ourselves with having a coffee or scrolling through Instagram, okay? So something like that is, is how we install the habits and now more than ever, is a fantastic time to install habits. And now I've been talking to a few of my mates um, at uni and, and they've been, you know, trying to get it on top of their routine and, and habits and they are finding it really easy. And I think now more than ever we can do that because we have the time. We don't have to worry about rushing off to work or going to uni. Okay, we have the time to install these habits. And as I said, they take about two months to install or to, to get down pat. Once we get them, then life's going to be coming back to normal. You know, we may be able to be let out and then do some more things and then those habits are already going to be there. They're not going to be brushed under the carpet and we can actually live a really good, healthy, happy life, okay, because we've got these habits installed. So have a think about that. Um, take what you want from this episode, but I think it's a really, really powerful one and it was such a good chat and actually... I want to admit that I did not have any questions um, planned. I, I barely knew Jacob's story. I knew a little bit because I listened to another podcast with him. And, you know, this one I think felt really natural. It, it felt like a, a really good conversation. And, and we had about a half an hour chat beforehand where we were just sort of, you know, um, getting to know each other. And, and then we, we hit it off with a podcast. And, and boy, it was a good one. So hope you enjoyed. If you did, Take a screenshot, put it up on your Instagram story, tag myself at EJSpark underscore conversations and tag Jacob, I think it's Jacob Weatherly, um, his, his full name, okay? Tag him as well, um, send him a message, send myself a message um, to let us know that you liked the episode and, and your feedback and what, what you took away from this episode and make sure you, you go follow Jacob. He's got an awesome, awesome life journey there. So Journey to Strength is his um, his business model or is his purpose. Um, and, you know, get in and, and leave a review on an Apple podcast. So I would really appreciate it because the more I, I hear from you, is the, um, the more I can sort of shape my podcast to, to better suit what you are wanting to hear about. Okay. So, yeah, leave a review. And as always get out there and spark that conversation as Jacob said you know and I've always said get out there and talk you know we're, we're not socially distant we're physically distant at the moment okay so there's no reason why we can't just call up a mate have a chat to them okay do that this month I challenge everyone that's listening to this podcast 
the month of May, get up there and, and call some of your old friends, connect, reconnect with those people you haven't spoken to in ages. And that's what I've been doing a lot of. And boy, it's been amazing to reconnect with some of my old mates. So I challenge everyone to do that. Spark that conversation with an old friend of yours, okay? Or someone that you haven't spoken to in a while because a conversation is progress, okay? Love you all. Um, have a fantastic week and I'll catch you next week for episode 19, which is going to be a, a good one. And then episode 20, which will be a banger episode. Okay. Peace out everyone. Bye.